0: We are spending our Wednesday as an OEC Fiber Football Wednesday at OCC, Oklahoma Chiropractic Collective, open in May of last year. Both owners, Jay, uh, Ty and Austin, excuse me, born and raised here in Oklahoma, graduated from OU, full-body approach to chiropractic care, in-house x-ray and therapy models. They've got you covered. Uh, check one, Oklahoma Chiropractic Collective. And if you missed any of their interview with us, it'll be on the podcast as soon as this show wraps up at carryif.com. Josh, before we hit our top five stories of the day, and again, big story number one, counting you'll hear from Sonny Dykes. We'll hear a little bit from Joe John and Jay Valai. We have no new news on Dylan Gabriel. Read into what you want. The spread dropped three points from 12.5 to 9.5, but that could be precautionary if they think he's not going to play. Brent Venables is still, you know, they the, the Sooners haven't set concussion. They've set upper body injury. And from thine eyes, I saw Dylan Gabriel after the game on f- Saturday, and he looked okay. But, again, those looks can be deceiving. I've I've talked to a lot of people, and they're like, yeah, I'm not planning to have a terrible concussion. I'm like, what? I mean, there's still a part of me that's like, when you have a concussion, like doesn't it, like, make it hard for you to talk or something like that? So we'll see. We'll see with him. But – Josh, I haven't necessarily heard from anyone to say positive or negative on it. But in that same vein, I I, I kind of feel like I have to take everyone at their word, right, and what they've told us.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, if if history's any indication, if this is a concussion situation, then Dylan Gabriel's not going to play. I don't think, right? But mm-hmm. we don't know that that's the case, and I sort of think that it's not based on uh, the remarks that Brent Finables has made. I feel like he would have come out and told us that it was a concussion if it was. Do
0: you know what else I want to know? I want to know how many people are going through senior day ceremonies. And again, some of it can be a little bit of a of a mind bleep because last year Drake Stoops went through senior day ceremonies and then he came back. But I I wonder what that number is going to look like as far as the players who go through it but we'll see. Now, before the top 5 stories of the day and before we talk more about OU and TCU, Camo sooner asks a very important question. Non-football question, guys. Turkey or ham?
1: Oh. Uh, I, I well, I'll I eat do both. both for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I do both. And
0: there's not even a question about it. Both.
1: Yeah, both is the correct answer. I would say, for me personally, I prefer ham out of the two options. But, look, I'm going to eat turkey on Thanksgiving. And the I'm going gonna, gonna to have Dimms both. I'm going to have white turkey. I'm going to have dark turkey. I'm going to have white gravy. I'm going to have brown gravy. I'm going to eat everything. Anything in yeah. sight I'm eating.
0: I-, I was cracking up the other day. I did, um, I did a show on Big 12 Radio. And our producer, John Lund, great guy. Different bird. Great dude. He has a whole formula as to how he lays out his plate. It's like, and I'll put the turkey here, then I do this, and i blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like, I just put the food on my plate and eat it. Yeah. Like, there's no this formula to it. No, no real it's
1: science. Just...
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and again, you'll, you'll find this when you have kids. Usually, you're the last one that gets to go through the line. That's fine. You're not going to run out of turkey. But I just... I'm not one of those people that gets – like, for instance, the very first text, ham is for Christmas, not Thanksgiving. Ham is for every occasion, my friend. Yeah. They, ham is amazing.
1: Ham is a versatile meat. You, you eat now, ham on any occasion, you can have it.
0: Now, this comes, by the way, just so we're clear – this comes from somebody that eats a ham sandwich for lunch every single day Well and so it's- <laughs> this is
1: a radio show that you are awarded the elusive ham sandwich so that's right that's we, right We like the ham sandwich
0: <laughs> but but I will say I have no problem with either one Now I will say I'm more of uh, the the dark turkey meat than the I guess it would be the white and I have never understood how people cannot have gravy at Thanksgiving you have to have gravy at thanksgiving oh, brown gravy
1: it, look if you don't have brown gravy that's that's borderline a thanksgiving crime
0: do you know what i need to make sure because there was a year where there was no gravy let's see here are
1: you kidding um, me how, how does that happen
0: i just a complete mistake by the whole family wow we uh my brother-in-law matt and i sat everyone down and we're like listen this is unacceptable if there is ever another thanksgiving or major meal without gravy we'll walk <laughs> Uh, All right, you ready for I guess we need to do some work here. Are you ready for the top five?
1: They said shut up and enjoy your meal that we've worked hard to prepare (laughs) for you.
0: Shut up and eat. (laughs) All right, are you ready for the top five stories of the day? Giddy up. That's
1: it.
2: It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers
0: play. Let's go, man. All right, NewCastleCasino.com, where they got great rewards that you can can take advantage of just by being a member. I-44, exit 107, 14 table games, daily happy hour. It's all there for you at NewCastle Casino. All right, big story number five. Number five. I label this old quarterbacks yelling at clouds. All right, first, let's start with Tom Brady who apparently is very angry with the play in the National Football League. He said this on the Stephen A. Smith show, which I I didn't know Stephen A. Smith also had another show to go along with his 10 others. Kudos to him.
3: I think there's a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL. I don't see the excellence that I saw in the past. I think the coaching isn't as as good as it was. I don't think the development of young players is as good as it was. The rules have allowed a lot of bad habits to get into the actual – performance of the game. Mm-hmm. So I just think the product, in my opinion, is less than what it's been, I think. I look at a lot of players like Ray Lewis and Rodney Harrison and Ronnie Lott and guys that impacted the game in, in a certain way and every hit they would have made would have been a penalty. Your mm. coach coaches complaining about their own player being tackled and not necessarily, why don't they talk to their player about how to protect themselves? We used to work on the fundamentals of those things all the time. Now they're trying to be regulated all the time. Offensive players need to protect themselves. It's not up to a defensive player to protect the offensive player. A defensive player needs to protect himself. I didn't throw the ball to certain areas because I was afraid players were going to get knocked out. Mm-hmm. That's the reality. Wow. I didn't throw it to the middle when I played Ray Lewis because you knock him out of the game, and I couldn't afford to lose a good player.
0: So everything is all the quarterback's fault because Tom wouldn't do that. Um, we're, I guess that's also we're not coaching like we used to. The dude's only been retired for a season, Josh. He he acts like he hasn't been around for like ten years. But in all fairness, I don't disagree with him. I, I mean he would understand the reasons why better than I would. Well,
1: listen here, Stephen A. Back when I invented football, <laughs> here's how things here's how things typically went. He sounds he, he sounds so high and mighty with this I ball. Know. It's unbelievable. And look, are there parts that maybe were better? okay, I guess. But a lot of this his his issue is not coaching. His issue is mm-hmm. not the players in the National Football League today. It's the rules of the game yeah, has, exactly. has created the product the way that it's gone. So, I don't know. I just thought, uh, and, and I like Tom Brady a lot, but I just think that he looks, it just comes off as so self-serving.
0: Mm, that's crazy. Um, meanwhile, speaking of old quarterbacks yelling at clouds, Here's Aaron Rodgers on today's soft society.
4: If I'm looking at this from a real big picture, like there's a softening of society that, uh, oh, it, it has definitely yeah. Yeah. caused, uh, things like this. Look at all the sports, you know, what, what happened to hockey? Hockey is not, doesn't have the enforcer position. Whoa. anymore. Why? Because <laughs> we need the fighting out of hockey is too violent. Well, stage. You know, and people don't want to see the violence on TV. I think people want to see football be a collision sport. Um, And not, you know, to where guys are getting mangled on the field, but they enjoy the big hits. And there's certain players who you just knew were big hitters and would push, you know, push the line of what's a cheap shot and and what's a legit hit.
0: (sighs) These kids today and their rules and their softening of the society. I I like – I'm not complaining about either one of them. I will say I love Pat he's got that thing that I do that I can't stand that I do to where everything is, you gotta re- you gotta react to it. Oh yeah.
1: It's oh. really tough to listen to the yeah. playback. It's, that's Ooh. why uh, an air check of you and I does not happen very often for myself. It's just too painful. I,
0: I did one the other day. I'm working on it people. I'm really trying, but we had, we had some, maybe it was a caller and they made a point and I was and as the caller made the point, I was like, Wow. I went back, and I was listening to it, and there was nothing wow about the
1: play. It's just corny, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's tough. I wanted to go quit radio and start working at Target. That's how terrible I felt about myself. It does uh,
1: come from a place of trying to be receptive to either your co-host or the caller or whatever right. or guest. Right. But, man, it sounds dorky on replay.
0: Um, what is your – boy, we're cooking. We're only a big story number five today. But what is your feel – On the triple header tomorrow, we start at 11.30 a.m., the Packers and the Lions. You've got the Commanders and the Cowboys at 2.30, and that'll be followed by the primetime game, 49ers at Seahawks.
1: Well, I think the primetime game is the – if Geno's healthy, if he's going Mm -hmm. to play, then uh, that's the obvious game you would point to and say, okay, this has the chance to be the really good one of the three. And yet I kind of think there's a chance we might end up with three teams that show us. Yeah, we're pretty good. And these other three teams, yeah, they're, they're not nearly as good.
0: Did you realize that the black Friday game is two o'clock?
1: What, uh, what is the thought process behind that? Why wouldn't they play it in prime time?
0: I don't know. I, I I was a little bit shook by that. I thought it was, (laughs) I thought it was a seven o'clock game. It's a two o'clock game. On Prime. Miami versus the Jets? That's correct. And then, of course, the game everybody's talking about, the Raiders and the Chiefs on Sunday.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> By the way, there's some good games this weekend. Steelers at Bengals? Uh, the Buccaneers are playing the Colts? Uh, there's a terrible game. There's the Patriots and the Giants, which might be for the top pick in the draft. Browns and Broncos is suddenly good bills eagles are the bills back ravens chargers i mean brandon staley didn't get fired this week some good games in the nfl Uh, all right we got us big story number four number four so uh i don't know josh how much of the maui invitational you took in last night but game one was a really good one between purdue and tennessee ended like shots, no good and that's the game but what a game it was But it ends up going to the Purdue Boilermakers.
2: Now both coaches meet at midcourt, and you can tell they're kind of complimenting each other for what a game. This was a tremendous basketball game. Both teams really played well. It was a physical game, lots of fouls. And at the end, the Purdue Boilermakers outlast Tennessee. Final score today here in Honolulu,
0: Purdue 71, Tennessee 67. Then in the nightcap, things got spicy. Marquette beat Kansas. Wait for it.
2: The front court, Sean Jones. Back to Kolek. Kolek inside. Iguodara stops it.
0: Now, that's not the story from that game, Josh. Marquette winning. No, no, no. Apparently, not apparently, I was the dope that was up watching this. There was a little back and forth between Shaka Smart and Kevin McCullers. And then there ended up being a little back and forth between Bill Self and Shaka Smart. According to reports last night, um, Kristen Peak reported that Shaka Smart said the dust-up in the first half started with a back and forth comment from McCuller and escalated from there. When asking Hollywood for his side of the story, Bill Self, he said, quote, I doubt it was accurate whatever Shaka said. Uh-oh. I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> Did you see the video of it? Yeah, I'm, I, and I'm watching uh, this
1: sequence of events again now. So it, it looks like right uh, after he hit the three and the remarks were made and then in that stoppage is, is when mm-hmm. things kind of got a little, little heated, if you will.
0: So and they had it had been going on all game. Like McColler had been John with the bench. I'm not gonna. I don't know any of the Marquette players, but they were John with the Kansas bench. And then when they had the the dust up, they pulled the two teams together. They, they they pulled the two coaches together. And when they did, like Shaka was f-bombing Self, and Self was firing back at him. I, I love it.
1: I hope they meet. In it was the good. How good would that be?
0: Oh man, it'd be fantastic. Marquette won the game, so you get Marquette and uh Purdue we'll tonight. Yeah. You got a game going on right now. Northern Iowa's up on North Carolina thirteen tonight. That Purdue Marquette game is actually this afternoon at four o'clock. Big twelve wise Baylor takes on Oregon State tonight at six o'clock. That's in the NIT preseason tip off and Josh Helmer, I gotta know what should we expect tomorrow with Oklahoma and
1: Iowa. I think it's a great game. Y- you know, uh I hope it doesn't kinda come down to this for both, but Look, at least going in, we sort of have the anticipation that these could be bubblish-type teams, Oklahoma and Iowa, right? So it's a huge game for each of these two to try and try and get one of those marquee-type wins early in the season. I think they're pretty fairly evenly matched. Again, it's tough to get sort of a read on either one. Uh, Iowa's uh, replacing its top two scores and rebounders from a season ago in Chris Murray and, and – in Philip Ribracha. So, and obviously Oklahoma is a bunch of new faces in a lot of spots too. So I'm excited to watch it unfold on Thanksgiving day. I think it's a huge game for each
0: two o'clock tip, Oklahoma and Iowa. All right. Um, big story. Number three, number three, number three. So in the midst of all of this craziness with an OU football game on black Friday, Um, Josh, the high school playoffs are this weekend. And we're to the semifinals in 6A1. krefsports.tv, krefsports.tv, we'll have Bixby and Owasso at 1 o'clock. The other semifinal in 6A1 is Union at Jinx. That's in Sand Springs where Bixby and Owasso will play in 6A1. Uh, That game will be Friday. 6A2 the same. Uh, Still water at Choctaw Friday night. And there's, these games going to be played at Edmond North and then Deer Creek at Muskogee. So, krefsports.tv for the Deer Creek-Muskogee game and the Bixby-Owasso game, right? That's it. Yeah,
1: krefsports.tv. Got an, an afternoon game for you and an evening game for you. Uh, Bixby-Owasso, obviously, 1 o'clock and then 7 o'clock for Deer Creek-Muskogee. So, should be, uh, should be fun. A little high school uh, playoff action trying to get to some state championships.
0: I'm not going to get to go to any of the Washington playoff games. Frustrating. Uh, Washington plays Friday night against Vian. Coach, Coach Brad Beller and his crew looking to stay undefeated uh, against Doc B's alma mater, Vian. I saw Doc B at the wrestling match on Sunday. He had his Vian gear on. He was ready to go. But um, the championship is December 9th, and I'm going to be at Army-Navy that weekend, so... If Washington can get there, then, yeah, game on. All right, um, anything else from the high school side we need to get to on the schedule this week and just our two games and my warrior homerism?
1: I, I don't think so, yeah. I'm uh, okay. looking forward to it. Again, TV on Friday for 1 o'clock, uh, Bixby-Owasso, 7 o'clock, Deer Creek, Muscogee, and, of course, the uh, playoffs in full swing elsewhere as well.
0: Okay, big story number two. Number two. Oh! Let's hustle through this. Big story number two. College football playoff rankings came out last night. The big story, Washington jumped Florida State. They moved from five to four, and Florida State dropped to five. Uh, afterwards, Boot Corrigan, the commissioner, said that it had nothing to do with Jordan Travis's injury.
4: Yeah, it really was about Washington and what Washington did this past weekend. And going up to Reeser Stadium, tough place to play, Uh, Their defense has come around, um, has played well the last six quarters, given up a total of 20 points. Again, know that it was a rainy day, but in in total, again, and that's what we're looking at, and y'all were talking different data points, but, you know, watching games does matter. And and as we looked at Washington over the course of the season, looked at Florida State uh, this past week, in week 12, we decided to put Washington ahead.
0: Okay. Now, again, again, if you believe in the statistical and analytic gurus, they would tell you that uh, this has nothing to do with the injury and is truly a statistical formula. And the seven pillars that they use uh, indicate that Washington deserved to move up. I can't argue with that too much, but Josh Helmer, Jordan Travis's injury has to play some sort of factor into this, right?
1: Yeah, I just uh, and Reese Davis, of course, pressed him and asked a couple other questions about the Jordan Travis injury. Do you have any of that audio that we can share?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm um, here. um yeah, yeah, Let, let's do this.
1: We'll save it. Let's for get next. big
0: let's get big story number one and then we'll dive into that next. How's that sound?
1: Well, suffice it to say just real quick here that I do think that in a perfect world with Jordan Travis healthy, I think Washington, I think he's honest in that. Washington would have jumped them, but it's just so frustrating listening to Boo Corrigan or anybody from that committee not acknowledge that the star quarterback got hurt. And yes, it's going to play a factor. I just let's just acknowledge that it's going to play a factor. We know it's Mm going to play a factor.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Which, uh, which does get us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Yeah, let's, there, I've got three cuts on that, Josh, and all of them are, are really, really good. Number one, of course, is counting down to OUTCU. Uh Yesterday, I believe his press conference was yesterday, uh, Sonny Dykes was asked about Oklahoma's
5: defensive improvement. Yeah, big thing is, again, I think understanding the scheme better. You know, I think that's the biggest thing, just being in the right place defensively uh, limits big plays, and I think their communication's better. Um, you know, like I said, there's just more certainty, I think, defensively than there was last year, and, you know, they were learning a new scheme, and that's part of part of what uh, what happens sometimes when you're when you're learning. And you know, Oklahoma does a lot of things on defense; they do a nice job. I mean, they you're going to see a lot of different looks, a lot of different coverages, uh, a lot of different unique looks. And um, you know, and it, it, it I'm sure it takes a while to learn the scheme, hmm. and they're so much further along this year than they were last year.
0: And then uh, he was also asked about Danny Stutzman and what's kind of caught his eye about Stutz.
5: Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, big and physical and athletic and plays with an edge. You know, that's what I like about him. I mean, you know, there's lots of good athletes out there and big guys, but I love the way he plays. You can tell it's, you know, really important to him. He's got a lot of pride in, in his performance and the way he hustles and the physical nature that he plays with and, you know, just all the stuff. You know, he's kind of a throwback linebacker in a lot of ways, and uh, it's fun to watch him play. I enjoy turning the tape on and watching him.
0: I enjoy what Brent Venable said about him during the meetings this week. <laughs> All right, uh, quick break. It's 11-24. Let's, let's dive into that, Josh. Whenever uh, Book Oregon was asked about the role of the committee in deciding what effect an injury has, if any. We'll dive into it next. I'm Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. It's The Ref.
2: This is The Ref Sports Radio Network.
0: All right, welcome back into The Plank Show right here on The Ref. I would like to apologize to everyone here at Oklahoma Chiropractic Collective. Hannah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Austin. I'm just over here dropping bombs during the commercial break, talking about <laughs> is Smart and how badly he sucked at Texas. Is Do you accept my apology? Good. She didn't even hear me. Well, but isn't it wild, Josh, to think about how bad he was at Texas and to see how in between that, like VCU, he was incredible, and now Marquette. Great. It's amazing. And it's it, almost.
1: It looks like – He. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, they, they got a huge win versus Kansas last night, and who knows, they might win this Maui Invitational and beat uh, <laughs> Purdue uh, later on today, and that would be, you know, put them in line in early little head start to a one seed come, uh, come March Madness with, you know, the KU and the Purdue win in their back pocket. Looks like he's on the, the pathway here toward being a great coach at Marquette. And yet yeah. that, that Texas stint was, yeah – I mean, this was somebody that uh, it was. I don't know. Maybe this is a bad example, but it was Scott Frostish, right? Or it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, it, that's good. It, it, somebody's stock was so high. There's no way they're not going to fail. Everybody wanted them, and uh, yeah, it wasn't good at all. At Texas.
0: not good, not good. Uh, by the way, before we play the rest of the uh, rest of these quick little points from old Boo. Uh, Frisco Sooner writes, I'm sorry. Book Oregon or whatever his name is, is so full of you-know-what. Every bit of that shift. Said that one really slow. Yes. In the polls had to do with Travis getting hurt. I watched Washington last week, and I thought they were underwhelming at best. You know what's wild, Frisco Sooner? Because I, I agree with you. They do have an answer for everything, though. It's like, well, you know, their offense wasn't all that great, but it was in the range, so... We actually came away impressed with their defense. Wait, what? (laughs) What is it? Well, you know what? (laughs) You know what? Which part
1: stuck out to me was Boo Corrigan saying, we all know how tough it is to win at Oregon State. And I'm thinking, dude, you are the athletic director at (laughs) North Carolina State. You don't know anything about Oregon State. You know nothing.
0: Right. I I don't know how else to put it. I don't know how else to put it except it, maybe it's just he can't be at a bigger place. It just doesn't make any sense. All right, are you um you ready for the rest? All right, hold on. Hold on just a second. I intertwined our conversation about Shaka Smart with our conversation about Florida State moving down because my mind just blanked on me for a second. Yes, I think there has to be a discussion about injuries. Yes, I think you do have to acknowledge that it's something that's going to affect the way that they ranked. I I literally just had the ultimate brain fart live on the ref, and you guys got to live it. Okay, here we go. You wanted to hear the rest of this about the impact of the injury before we break, right? Okay, here we go. Um, Is it the job of the committee to kind of project how they – what's up, Steelman? – to project how they think things are going to play out here – post-Jordan Travis as the quarterback for Florida State.
4: No, sure, but that's what that's what the next couple of weeks are going to be about, is continuing to watch uh, Florida State, watch how they do. Uh, they've got a couple of tough games against Florida down in the swamp, then the ACC championship, and we've got two more uh, evaluation points to, th- that are going to come in the next two weeks.
0: Why don't they just say two more games? <laughs>
1: I know Wait. evaluation points. It got to be all scientific. <laughs> you have two more games.
0: We got two more evaluation points. You have two more games. All right. We don't have to overcomplicate this thing. All right. Um, then he was pressed. Well, did did injuries have an impact on how you guys viewed Florida State?
4: Didn't, didn't have any impact. As we're watching the game, uh, Florida State starts <laughs> off down thirteen. Um, Rodemaker comes in to the game. They score fifty-eight consecutive points. Uh, they got a lot of dudes on the field, Reese. They got no. a lot of guys that can play, and you know, as we're looking at it, that's where we are uh, this week. And again, anything beyond that is going to be projecting.
0: By the way, I cannot. Rodamaker's name is one of those that I can say it, but when I look at it, I'm like, Rotomaker? It's because it's not. It's literally spelled kind of awkwardly. It's R O D E. You're like Rotomaker. Anyway, here is um, one more from Boo, and you tell me if you if you buy it or not. Uh, their job in evaluating the effects of the injury.
4: Yeah, we, the, the key to that one is not projecting into what it's going to be the following week, right? Because that, that's not what our job is. When we get to the championship, <laughs> when we get after the championship games, we need to take everything into account, at which point, we, we can look at who's going to be available, who's not going to be available, and, and combine that with the previous twelve weeks, thirteen weeks, counting the conference championship game, and the statistical analysis and everything. So in, in you know in total, Reese, we're going to look at everything. Mm.
1: Which all of that's fair. I, I, the, okay. the only thing I really have a problem with is his comment. No, we didn't we didn't look at that at all. Like, and <laughs> then everything else you said is. Yeah, we're going to consider that, you know, yeah. but we're going to in conjunction with it, which is fair. We get it. Yes, it can't be the end all be all. But don't don't sit there and say, no, nah, we didn't think about it at all last week. Basically, you could have just come out and said, "Ah, well, they played North Alabama. I mean, what the heck do you right. supposed to take from that game?
0: I took uh, I did the show last night on XM, Josh, and we took a call from like like Pete in Tallahassee, like literally moments after the rankings came out. And it was one of the most level-headed phone calls I'd ever had. He wasn't mad. He wasn't upset. But he did bring up a point about, what was it, like 14-3 to or something early in that game? Fourteen. His point was that North Alabama had thrown the kitchen sink, like a ton of trick plays and things of that nature. But my thought is, I get that, but you still shouldn't be in that position if you're a top 14. And North Alabama's not even a good team. They have a losing record. I don't care how many trick plays. Uh, What was the trick play in Little Giants that they ran? I don't care if they ran it. Annexation of Puerto Rico. The annexation of Puerto Rico. I don't care if they ran that. You still should stop at your Florida State. The 918, Washington should have been rated ahead of Florida State all along. Not sure why people are shocked. Tougher schedule and way better wins, Travers or not. That's true. That is true. Uh, The analytics would tell you that Washington has a better resume than Florida State. But the timing of it is curious. Because they have shown no, incl- uh, no inclination in the previous couple rankings that they wanted to move Washington up over Florida State. And, so, to and, me, that, that's he- a pretty interesting triggering point. Here's
1: here's the other part of this, too. It was, regardless of were they wildly impressive or, you know, were, the, were there some cracks in the foundation? Like, could you look at that Washington win and say, eh, I don't know, mm. that didn't wow me. Sure. But it is a good win. I mean, it's a really nice road win that they picked up. So I get what they're saying, that on that, the merit of that win alone, they were going to jump Florida State. It's just the whole, no, we weren't looking at the injury factor at all. I mean, obviously you were. You just said you're going to look at it the next two That's weeks. That's
0: right. All right, let's hammer through the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line when we come back. We are heading down the home stretch here from Oklahoma Chiropractic Collective on an OEC Fiber Football Wednesday on The Ref.
2: The word is spreading, and the Ref Army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network, and worldwide on the KRef app.
1: Just a couple more for us, couple more wow. segments until it's. Where'd today go? Ah, oh, it zipped by, zipped by. Just a couple more until it's Thanksgiving time for uh, for us, and well. Not not entirety for the ref, but uh, pretty <laughs> soon for all of you, too. This hour, by the way, brought to us by Mop and Roofing, as always, here on The Plank Show. Thank you to Mop and Roofing. They've got you covered. They've got us covered. Oklahoma, give Bob Mopin and his team a call. 405-703-3843. Mop and Roofing, a full-service company, family-owned, operated with over 35 years of experience. And, uh, well, I mean, not not a bad time to get things checked out before it starts getting icy, out there uh, with your roof. You don't want to mess around with that. Knippe Meyer Chevrolet text line we go 405 651 3439. 479, they say, if Georgia loses, they lose. If you puke down your leg, you got to live with the mess that uh, somebody else puts you in. There's got to be some <laughs> kind of acknowledgement for winning and a penalty for losing.
0: I agree. I agree. But we put a lot of caveats on this too, right, Josh? We put a lot of little asterisks. Well, what if this happens? What if it's a memorable game? Blah blah blah. I don't disagree with you, four seven nine. But I mean, could you imagine a playoff without the SEC? It's just
1: no, I cannot. Yeah. All right, where are
0: we going? Oh, go ahead.
1: And and I don't think we'll get one either. I I don't think Georgia's losing. So I think that's going to solve that problem. In and of itself, but you know, if Alabama beats them, I just, I don't think you're going to see a playoff minus Georgia. I don't. I think the human element will factor in. But that would be, uh, that'd be an interesting bridge to cross. Oklahoma yep. Jones uh, out of the nine one eight, Ice the Cream f- Jones. Ice Cream Jones. The Friday game isn't my favorite, especially because my son's playing in the six A semifinals. First home game that I won't make.
0: Could not have had a, a worse time on the calendar for this right if you're going to play a friday game you kind of would would hope it would be early in the season just because it's still early in the high school season but i don't it sucks josh i can't think of any other way to put it it just absolutely sucks and the reality is that you know it's just unfortunately it falls right during the semifinals and of, of 6a 5a 4a 3a quarterfinals of 2a It's just the reality of it. Now, you know, I don't think it's going to become anything regular because the SEC, they don't play that. It's going to be, at least from what I've seen historically, maybe a Sunday game in the opening weekend, but you're not watching a lot of Friday, Saturday, (laughs) or Friday, Thursday SEC games. By God, we're going to be on Saturday. Maybe ABC says, hey, we want a Sunday afternoon game. I don't know. I don't know what that's going to look like, but I – of all the things that you complain about that still are going to be issues in the SEC, the um, the 11 a.m. kicks are still going to be something that we'll deal with. But I think the non-Saturday games, Josh, I think those are RIP. I don't think we'll have to worry about those.
1: Jim in Arlington, who uh, thank you for sending the Patrick Mahomes deal earlier. That was uh Would have been better after a win, but what can I say? I still laugh. (laughs) I was in the stands in Fort Worth last year, Jim writes, when they took out our quarterback and wrecked our season. Hold nothing back, Sooners. Hold nothing back.
0: Dude, that was ugly, wasn't it? The more I think about that, just gross. There's been two games. Hold on. Three games. Hold on. Four games in the... Uh, Nine years now that we've done football, where if there was an escape hatch, I probably would have tried to take it. 2011 Bedlam was definitely one of those. Um, The game against Baylor where they just kept throwing the same pass to the receiver, and Julian Wilson didn't do anything, and Trevor Knight got destroyed. That would be one of them. Uh, There was the OU-LSU Peach Bowl. That was not fun, and OU Texas, right? It it stunk, but I still that TCU game, oof. because it just started out so so bad. But yes, Jim, I uh, I agree with you. Little little revenge wouldn't suck. And then you want to hit uh, these last two real quick? I've got two more for you. For you.
1: Okay. This one makes me a little uncomfortable to to read, but I'll read it anyways. It's from Softball Steve. I wish OU could play F-State. I believe Sooners would thump them soundly.
0: That would involve either Florida State losing a game and still making – I don't think if they – if they lose a game, they're still going to make a New Year's Six Bowl, right?
1: What if they lose two games?
0: Right. Well, they could lose two games, right? They could lose to Florida. They could lose to –
1: Louisville.
0: Louisville. I think Louisville's losing this week into Kentucky. Um gosh, that's good. That's good, Steve. I wouldn't mind that as well. And one more? One more out of
1: the 918. What are your guys' thoughts on BYU upsetting Oklahoma State and the Sooners getting in the Big 12 championship?
0: BYU is so terrible on the road. So terrible on the road. I could see. I could see something happening to BYU like what happened to Oklahoma State, where they go on the road after a hard-fought game and a near win against the Sooners, and then everything goes to you-know-what. I could see that happening. But for now, Josh, for now it's it's just a hope. It's like, please, please get something going there. For the love of all that is right, please get something going there. We'll see. Come
1: on. In Aiden Robbins, in Retzloff, we trust. You guys can do it. Come on, Sataki. This is for your job, baby. Go get a W. I
0: didn't like what – here's the weird thing about – here's the weird thing to me about the um, – oh, what am I trying to say? About the performance last week from BYU, that's – they've been that team to where they've been in some games, but they just – they wet the bed. And so, for me, I can't help but wonder, Josh, if – they didn't tap out, so you don't see him quitting. They didn't quit last week. It's four-bowl eligibility. I like that part right? of it, right?
1: I mean, this is – you got to have it. To go right. to a bowl game. That that's that's kinda nice. The the part I don't like is I feel like BYU might lose by five touchdowns. So that that part <laughs> that part I'm not crazy about. It's they are that team where it's not gonna shock me if they win that game playing. Right. And it's not gonna shock me again if they
0: lose it by five scores. All right, listen, we gotta hustle. Uh, Primrose Funeral Services final thoughts will be our pick six. We'll do it next, right here on the ref.
2: A true Sooner fan wouldn't be caught dead without the KREF app. Join the Army. Get the app. Tell your friends. This is The Ref, where diehard Sooner fans listen.
0: All right, Steel Man's on tap. Final segment for us. Josh, you got uh, you got some picks in you for our Primrose Funeral Service's final thoughts? I do. I do. Primrose, Primrose Funeral Service offers prepaid memorial plans that protect your loved ones from hard financial and emotional decisions at a difficult time, trust me. It sucks. Pre-planning is the best way, and Primrose is here to help. 405-321-6000. All right. Where do you want to start, Josh? What's your first of six?
1: I'm going to take uh, – I'll, I'll give you two. I'll, I'll give you two, all right? Okay. I'm taking Iowa plus the 2.5. I do think they win and collect a what would be a historic 10th win for them. Uh, and, and Texas Tech, I'll take 12.5 there in a – I like Ooh. the horns to win, but uh, I do think with your mark and company in attendance, uh, Tech gives a little bit of a scare.
0: Okay, so this is interesting. I agree with you a bazillion percent on Iowa. I'm taking Iowa plus two and a half, but I'm taking Texas minus 12 and a half. I think if they were going to stumble, it would have been last week. I still don't think Texas Tech's very good. And I think the way the interior of that defensive line is playing for Texas, I think it's going to be a problem. So I'm with you on one. I'm against you on the other. Where are you going with your next two?
1: I'm going to Stillwater, where I think BYU uh, covers the 16-and-a-half. You're right. uh, I'm not strong enough to say they're going to win the game outright, but I do think that fighting for bowl eligibility, Oklahoma State's going to have a challenge on its hands.
0: Give me Oregon, minus 13-and-a-half against Oregon State. Just think they're going to roll. I think Oregon's the best team in college football right now, outside of Georgia.
1: And uh, I apologize. I, I, I need to give you two. Michigan in the biggest game of the week, three and a half. Uh, I'm going to take Michigan minus the three and a half. Distractions, whatever. I just think they're the better of the two. Alabama in the Iron Bowl rolls. I'm taking uh, Alabama minus the 14 and a half.
0: You want to go ahead and pick your final one too? I,
1: I will, yes. Uh, I think uh, Washington minus the 16 and a half. Uh, just oh, cruise control into the uh, Pac-12 championship game undefeated
0: i like that pick a lot okay i'm going against you on ohio state i'm taking the buckeyes plus three and a half and then my ref royal rumble picks my upset of the week mark stoops in kentucky plus six and a half against louisville and my lock of the week josh helmer i think oklahoma rolls tc tomorrow uh friday i don't care who plays quarterback i think they're going to be able to run the football and uh I don't see Chandler Morris playing. I think it's Hoover. I don't think he's as mobile as Morris would have been. That might have been a little bit more problematic, but I think the Sooners are going to be able to get pressure on the quarterback. So I'm taking Oklahoma as my lock this week and taking OU as my lock. I was three and one maybe this year, so I feel pretty good about that. What do you expect on Friday? Final thought.
1: Well, I'm hopeful that Gabriel will play and that we get exactly what five eight zero eight was asking for. It ticked off Oklahoma team. I expect it to be a hard-fought game, though I do. I just, me too. I, I think uh, the taste of last week is lingering for me. In uh, less of the West Virginia is lingering. I, I can definitely entertain <laughs> the scenario where Oklahoma's final Big 12 game at home and maybe final Big 12 game period is a little bit of a romp. But uh, I, I just, I can't get to that place right now after last week.
0: All right, Josh. Happy Thanksgiving, man. Have hey, a great too, weekend. Man. Enjoy it. We'll be back on the air at 7 a.m. on Friday morning. Thanks to the guys here at OCC. It's been a blast. Steelman is taking over next for Josh on Plank. This is the home of Sooner fans.
2: Sports radio icon Mike Steely and OU insiders Parker Thune. The Steelman and Thune at noon. Weekday afternoons from noon to two on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network.